Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Get Messy podcast. I'm here with my host, Liv Doomer, and I'm Max Landon. Hey, and we're going to get a little messy. Yes. Today we have the Feral People episode, the Mm long-awaited. I know it's been a long time coming, guys. Oh, Get Spooky. Yes, I feel like we said Get Messy, Get Spooky episode. Okay, yeah, Get Spooky. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Sorry, we're both like run around like crazy so yeah we're both overworked so we're ready to just kind of chill and get a little spooky today so yes today is the get feral episode or get (laughs) get spooky (laughs) i look like i'm ready to get feral we're getting feral i look like i'm ready to get feral okay i have like natural hair like no makeup like i look like i just came out of the woods um you look good oh well thanks yeah this is my natural waves i'm trying to uh wear my hair now oh really yeah they're really nice thanks yeah, so we got some uh, crazy stories for you today. We do. Yeah, I'll let you kind of kick it off. But I feel like we got into this because, um, well, you and me were chit-chatting a couple months ago. We, like, went out to dinner, and you were mentioning these crazy people in Virginia. Yeah, the my home state. Um, so, yeah, so these are the, the first people I'm going to talk about. They're known as the guinea people of uh, Gloucester County. Um, which is in eastern Virginia, kind of near the beach, but not really. It's on the Chesapeake Bay. Um, And one thing that I had kind of mentioned to you prior to the conversation, I wouldn't necessarily characterize these people as feral, but they're definitely very mysterious and they've lived in a very geographically isolated area for a very long time. So things tend to happen. So um, just to... uh, shout out some sources at the beginning. Um, I did get information from the guineaheritage.org. Um, I got information from some co- some former colleagues at the Ulta in Williamsburg. And I've heard some stories and some of it was Reddit. Um, so, you know, take everything you hear with a grain of salt. I tried to fact check things as much as possible, but the thing about uh, people being isolated is there's not a lot of information about them. Yeah, I tried to look up stuff too, and I, I sent you a video and stuff, but when I was looking up stuff, I it was really hard to find any info. And I think that's what kind of, I think there's a few things that made me really interested in these people. Um, one of which, my great uncle owned a river house on White, in Whitestone, Virginia, which isn't far from Gloucester. Like, they're, they're not like super close driving distance, but they're in that same general area. And what I find about that area is it has the weirdest vibes ever. Like it's very sort of like spooky almost. And you're like in the Tidewater area of Virginia. It's like the first place like the like English settlers came. So it just has like very like old vibes about it. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like sort of like being in the country, but not. Um, really good seafood. Everything's very flat. Um, but anyway, so like I already kind of felt a certain type of way about this particular um, part of the state. Um, and I was actually first put onto this topic by a lady who worked for Clinique in um, Williamsburg, Virginia. And um, she was telling me about the guineas of Gloucester County. Now I want to start off by just saying there's some information that seems to contradict itself and again I think that's just because a lot of this is you know old information there's a lot of rumors going on um, and these people just don't have a very long written history so um so kind of just to break it down um the name the first question is where did the name come from why are we calling them the guineas of you know 
Gloucester because, um, you know, when you think of Guinea, you typically think of either, uh, you know, New Guinea or, um, you know, somewhere in, in Southern, um, South, uh, South America um, and Africa too. I think there's one in Af- Papua New Guinea. Um, could be wrong so. about that. We're going to edit that out if that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll fact check that. So, yeah, we'll fact check it. Um, so there's a few, it, the, the origin is ultimately unknown. There's a few theories. Some make more sense to me than others about where the name came from. So uh, one was the, uh, there were old maps and they named, and on these old maps, they named the marshes that they were found in, the Guinea marshes. Um, some speculate that it could possibly be due to merchant trade from African New Guinea. Um, and what I think is probably the most likely is uh, that they're named after British Guinea, which are the coins that the British used around the time of the American Revolution. So the Guinea people or the people that were living in this area were rumored to have uh, aided the British, essentially. So um, they would have gotten these Guinea t- coins, you know, for for helping them. Um, and that would that really only that's the only thing that really makes the most sense to me. Um, it's in a very rural part of, uh, of the Tidewater area in Virginia. It is, um, there's not a lot around it. Um, they're, they have some not great, uh, not so great um, reputations uh, about with, in terms of like a lot of people that are around that area. And I think some of them are founded and some of them are kind of ridiculous to be quite honest. Um, so it was founded in the 1650s. So it's a very old place. So um, the people of Guinea uh, are reported to be inbred. They're reported to be very racist people. Um, When I was first educated on the topic of them, I was told that that is not an area that you go by yourself unless you're with someone that's from there. And Guinea is not an actual county or city. It's actually a combination of towns in this general area. Um, And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of discussion about where Guinea is and where it isn't because again there's kind of a negative connotation associated around that word so in one article i read a guy was talking about where guinea is and he was like ends right here and it was like right before his property so it's a general area um it is seen as kind of an insult i think to most people to use that word um now just because of the bad reputation that they've kind of garnered um and to be fair it's not all you know 100 percent uh hearsay um there is evidence that you know these people are very um behind the times i would say um in terms of the way they treat women and the way they treat people of color um, i'm sure the way they treat gay people um but it's gotten smaller and smaller ever since 2003 when hurricane isabel um, came through and it destroyed a lot of the land actually fema had to come and help rebuild some of it and rehome some of these people um It is now raised and it's made it through several large storms since them and they've been fine. So one of the other things about the Guinea people is that um, they're associated with ignorance and violence. Um, They have their own kind of language. I was looking for a video to kind of like see if we could loop it into here and I couldn't find one. Um, I I, I saw transcripts, but I'm not even going to try to do the accent because it's literally not able to. You can't do it. Um, but it's basically like, a, it's described as a Cockney-like rapid fire dialect. So that would kind of make sense to me if it's been around since 1650s and, you know, all of these people from, you know, England and where have you 
have just been kind of geographically isolated in this area for a really long time. So they kind of have their own mannerisms and their way of speaking. Um, there is rumored to be a, um, that the KKK meets there regularly. Um, might be true, might not, um, but they definitely have, not all of them maybe, but definitely a lot of them do have a, are kind of known for being a little bit racist. Um, Wait, did you say that one video um, I sent over, was that kind of like what they sound like? I think it was. I think it was. I mean, I personally haven't really heard them speak ever. I've just kind of heard stories of it. Hey guys, this is Liv in the post edit. I'm going to be adding in uh, sounds of the accent right now. Thank you, drove his mom out. I had to get out. And one of the things that made me so fascinated by it, when I first heard about it in Williamsburg, there was, I was just shocked because I'd never heard about it before. I'd, I'd lived in Virginia my whole life. Um, I'd been to that part of the state many times, um, but I had never heard of the Guinea people before and everyone in that store knew, knew who they were. So I guess nowadays they're known as you know, they, they do a lot of the, um, they're watermen. So they do a lot of fishing for that area. So uh, lots of crabs, rockfish, slad, oysters, clams, trout, all of that. Um, and they are, there are some medical anomalies associated with the community that has been rumored to be due to inbreeding. And I think it probably would make sense in this case. And they range from premature aging to, and I found this kind of interesting, unusually long lifespans. So like most of the guys anyways that are from this area live to be like 98. 98. Wait, what are they doing over there? I mean, I'm not really sure. Like it was in the article, it was indicated that this was a medical abnormality. Um, It could be a blend of diet. I'm sure they eat. Well, I mean, if you're eating seafood all the time, that can't be great for you long term. So I don't really know. But yeah, they live to be very, the men especially live to be pretty old. Maybe because um, they're like pretty fit because they're like, they're like boat people. That's another thing. They are, so there's a big disparity between the men and the women um, because, you know, the men for the most part have, they're able to leave in terms of like they, their job, their watermen. So they go out and they go fishing pretty much all day and they come back and that's kind of the situation. The women though are the ones that are really kind of trapped here and like isolated and I kind of feel for them the most in this situation because they have, you know, not a great reputation. They are, you know, they most of them don't really know a life outside of anything else. Hopefully it's changing a little bit. Um, it does seem like they have some stuff that they host a little uh, jubilee every summer. So it seems <laughs> like maybe they're getting a little bit more integrated with the mainland. I'm not really sure. Um, we love progress. Another, we love progress. And another thing that I wanted to just briefly share, I do have a, an anecdote, a story about someone who I know who personally has had interactions with these people before. Um, so this is all secondhand, but my friend will call her Lisa. Um, Lisa's from Newport News, which is that general kind of, it's still in that general kind of area. It's a little bit of a larger city. Um, and Lisa was in high school. She's about, I want to say she's like eight to 10 years younger or older than me. So um, she was in high school some years back and she was with her friend and her friend's boyfriend and they were driving in the car. And I think they went to like smoke a blunt or something like that. 
and they get to the gas station and this guy starts like coming up, comes up to the guy who's driving's window and starts talking to him and doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. Cause according to her, it's like, blah, 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 blah. like just talking really quickly, like not making any sense. So she starts laughing cause she's stoned. Yeah. And I guess the guy kind of looks back at her and like her friend and the other, and her friend's boyfriend were just like, shut up, like shut the fuck up. And then when he like left, they were like, yeah, like don't mess with those people. Like they are ridiculous and goopy, but they're also really dangerous. I mean, if it was anything like that video I saw, I literally have no idea what they're saying. Like, it almost kind of resembles, like, I I think they're speaking, like, I think it's English, but it's just, like, such a crazy accent that, like, I literally have no Mm -hmm. idea what they're saying. Yeah, I think it's, like, a combination of just, like, old English, not old English, like, ye old English, but, like, older English dialects and that geographic isolation that kind of made their own language. So now I've that I've just shat on this community incredibly and called them poor and dumb and racist and terrible. I'm going to talk about some things that I find really interesting about the guineas and what I actually find a little bit, I don't know if we'd, we'll say endearing, but um, I just want to share a little bit of their culture from their perspective. Okay. Um, it's hard to, um, and most of this is coming from an article um, by Don Nunez in, um, called The Last of the Guinea Watermen in the New York Post. It was written a few years ago. Um, so in this one, they follow Edla May, who is one of the women who is part of the, she's an older woman um, who's been part of that community for a long time. Uh, everyone calls her goat. I don't know why, but uh, everyone calls her goat. Um, and she remarks how they buried all their dead in um, unmarked boxes. She said um, she buried them in fi- they buried them in fish boxes. Um, and what I will say about them, to their credit, is from pretty much everything I've seen, you know, anything that they might lack in, you know, book smarts or intellectual, they're really, really, really good fishermen. So they know how the tides work. They know where to find the best clams. They're not going to starve to death in that area. Um, while it is a very low education threshold uh, and most people don't make it, um, make it past the sixth grade according to the local elementary school teachers, um, they do have kind of like a, a almost like outlaw feel to them because um, this uh, retired Air Force Sergeant, Charlie, I'm not gonna try to say his name, but Charlie's his last name, but Charlie said they were on their own for hundreds of years um, or they were, on, they were their own law for hundreds of years. So, that's kind of where you get this sort of like rebel like sentiment from. And there was one story where um, a Guinea man was found shot to death after um, a release on a technicality from jail for killing another Guinea resident. So it's kind of like this sort of take matters into our own hands feel to it. At least that's kind of what I'm getting. Um, And another thing I just wanted to reiterate is there's a lot of talk about violence. There's a lot of talk about, you know, different different bad things you know a different crime and things like that happening there's not a lot of recorded crime in that community um part of this might be because and again this is just information i've been told but i've heard that that's a road you don't want to go down on like people like end up missing when they go down that road sometimes i wasn't able to find any stories to back that up but that's what i heard um but one thing i just wanted to mention is so Yes, they are, you know, associated with, you know, crime and violence and all of that. But I feel like it's a little, a little bit unfair to judge them on that because of where they are geographically. They're right next to Newport News. They're right next to Hampton, right next to Virginia Beach. The crime rates in all three of those cities are really, really high. I don't know if you've ever been to Hampton or Newport News. They're 
pretty much garbage cities, but I've had a good time there. Um, so I think that general area is really high and they're kind of othered by the other people living in that community, but I don't know. I, uh, I hope they're doing okay down there. <laughs> and that's, that's what I have on the guineas. I know it's not a lot, but there's really not a lot of information out there. If you want to go looking for some on your own, Google um, Guinea, Gloucester County, Virginia. It's spelled Gloucester um, when you spell it out loud. But, um, but yeah, there's not a lot of info out there. That's what I could find. Yeah, there really isn't. Because like I said, I was look- I was trying to look it up the other day myself. And like, there really isn't a ton. And I, I wouldn't have known about it at all unless you wouldn't have, you would have brought it up. Like, if you wouldn't have brought it up at dinner, I would have had no idea. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like, I would have had no idea if I hadn't talked to someone from the area. So I think it's one of those things that's well known in that area, like Newport News, Hampton, that, like, they know about the Guineas because they probably interact with them somewhat. Um, they're, you know, selling stuff at stands, um, selling seafood and stuff like that. So there's lots of stories, but not a lot of proof. Yeah. Of any, and, I, and, and all my research on all of these websites, I couldn't find a single thing about abduction even though I've heard rumors about it or anything like that so who knows what they're doing down there in Guinea Island but uh don't go by yourself <laughs> if you decide to get you say that yeah don't go down there alone and I, I have another story yeah yeah tell me what your thoughts are no I just think it's interesting I'm just like I just think that's crazy that it's like they're kind of like their own community like they're their own I don't know I don't know how to, how to word it. I'm like, because I feel like they kind of just like do their own thing, but like obviously they, yeah, like they, they can't, own, like, but like they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's wild. I know. I'm like, um, I want to say it's like cool, but also it's kind of scary. <laughs> it is. And I remember what I wanted to say. So I was, because I'd heard so much from other people that were, locally in this area about them I thought that there would be a wealth of knowledge online so I really thought I was going to get some good stories out of it but there's really just not that many um most of the ones that I found that were anecdotal were from reddit so that's where I found out about the kkk thing so take that with a grain of salt but it's honestly probably true and yeah that's um that's my hot take on the the guineas of Gloucester now do you want me to go into my second story or do you want you want to do one you can go ahead yeah tell us about the good old West Virginia. Whitakers of West Virginia. So Whitaker is a very, very common last name. I actually grew up next to um, some neighbors that had the same last name, Whitaker. Um, I don't think there's any relation. Hopefully well, not. I was going to say I don't think so, but also you never know when you're talking about West Virginia. You don't. And let me preface this. I am not from Southwest Virginia. I am from Southern Western Virginia. So different places. Um, but we're going to take you on a tour to a place called Odd, West Virginia, ODD. So it's a fitting place for this story to, to <laughs> I was take gonna place. say. Have you ever heard of the concept of double cousins before? That sounds straight up out of West Virginia. Yeah, right. <laughs> actually, yeah, so I, I jotted that down because I learned about it. Re- I, I learned that term recently. Um, it wasn't really referenced in any of the stuff I was reading, but It's essentially when two siblings, it would be like, if you and your sister married a guy, like you married a guy and she married his brother, then you're both cousins and siblings. That happened in my family. Yeah. And it's fine if it happens one time, because it's not like, you know, like, it's not like any bloodline is getting like 
Well, and to be honest, Whatever. I thought it was a little weird, but like my mom said, it's not weird. But I'm like, I feel like it's a little weird. But like, <laughs> your mom is just like, no, shut up. She's like, no, that's normal. I'm like, mm, it's a little weird. <laughs> so um, this is actually a, a pretty sad story. Uh, I found it really sad. I ended up actually walking away with a lot of compassion for these people, um, and it's a little bit more of an extreme story than the um, the Guineas. So um, they have. There's a very secretive nature surrounding this family. Um, Mark Lida, who is a uh, he's a journalist. I want to say he's a video journalist as well. I'm not really sure what he, what his title goes, but he um, he tried to photograph them um, in a series he called uh, "Created Equal." And when he tried to do that, he noticed that the people there, the locals, were very, very protective of this family. Um, so he was threatened by neighbors with a shotgun when he went to try to um, try to talk to them for the first time. But he kept on going back um, and he gradually earned their trust. Um, I was kind of like rolling my eyes, like watching this video because part of me was like, this guy's an asshole for like, you know, uh, like invading their privacy. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like making money off of the less fortunate basically. But um but I think he did do a pretty good job ultimately of weaving the two stories together and you can watch the entire video. It's called, um, he has a video series that I actually really enjoy um, called soft white underbelly. Um, and I only watched the first part. It was like a, maybe like a 12 minute video, but they do have the follow-up that's a little bit longer that goes a little bit more into depth of some of the other stuff. Um, there's a lot of confusion and a lot of secrecy surrounding their family tree. It's a very secretive nature that you don't really, there's not a lot of documentation on their family tree or anything, which is, you know, kind of red flag number one. Mm. Um, they live in a really decrepit house that's, uh, that's featured in the, the video. Um, it just looks like, I mean, it's not the worst decrepit house I've ever seen, but it starts off and I want to say there's like six people in the video. Only four of them are referenced by name Well, five but that guy wasn't in the video because um, essentially it was in the video you see Lorraine, Ray, and Timmy um, and Betty. So Lorraine, Ray, and Betty are siblings. Timmy is their cousin or something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, when it starts off, uh, you know, the guys, Mark, uh, Mark Lida is coming to their house. He had clearly met with them prior and um, he was asking them, you know, kind of what happened since the last time. And apparently Freddie, who was one of their siblings, had died since the last time he was there. Um, so that's sad. It kind of indicates that they're not living in the healthiest, you know, of conditions. I think that can be very clearly seen in the video. Um, lots of pets, not a lot of hygiene. Um, so Ray, Freddie, the dead one. Timmy and Lorraine. So all of Sorry, the way you said that. <laughs> all of these except for Betty um, are pretty much nonverbal. Um, like they're making sounds. Um, they're very clearly physically like there's something going on. Like your mind Yikes. would go straight to inbreeding when you saw that. Um, yeah. It's also referred to as one of the most significant. I saw, I saw something. I'm probably misquoting it, but one of the most significant cases of inbreeding that they've seen. Um, but, I hate to say I'm like not surprised in like of all the states. Yeah. I mean, the average income in their area is $12,000 a year. So yes. it's a very impoverished area. I do think it's very sweet that they're 
neighbors don't um the, their neighbors are really protective of them yeah um even in the when you watch soft white underbelly there's a quote that comes up towards the end and it's from it's from mark he says i strongly discourage anyone attempting to look for the whitakers as they I strongly discourage anyone attempting to look for the Whitakers as their armed neighbors and the Raleigh County deputies make it clear that curious visitors are not, both make it clear that curious visitors are not welcome. So people clearly know about them. It seems like they have a lot of, you know, I guess supporters in the area maybe, or just, just good neighbors. I'm not really sure what you would call it, but um, they clearly have cognitive abilities, uh, an issue with cognitive abilities. Um, also lung function came up as one of the things that they um, they struggle with. Betty's the one who's doing pretty much all the talking. She's not super communicative, but she can actually form sentences and words like that. Yeah. When it started off, when I first started watching this, I got freaked out because I have this thing where like, I get really terrified at people when they're either talking in a really high voice really, really quickly. I don't like it. I don't know why. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> Ray is kind of featured in the video the most. He, he, there's no nice way to put it. He, he makes terrible, terrifying sounds. Um, it kind of sounds like an animal with Tourette's I wrote. Um, it's like a person trying to like, but like seriously trying to like imitate a dog bark, sort of, but like a high pitched dog bark. So I didn't love that. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, they all suffer from a similar mental disorder, most likely caused by inbreeding. They were not really sure exactly. We don't have any, you know, medical diagnoses on here. Right. Um, but I wrote, they kind of sound like an animal with Tourette's. Um, I said, Ray barks like a dog, but seems real sweet. Um, <laughs> they're, he's very, very expressive and he looks like he wants to talk, but he can't like get his mouth to say what his brain is thinking. So it just comes out in these one syllable kind of like yelps almost. Yeah. But there's a point where like you can, the the um the videographer is like like puts two and two together somehow and like can realize like what the guy is trying to say at one point and he gets like really happy about it so he's clearly trying to communicate it's just really hard very very expressive um Timmy and Lorraine do the same thing they they talk in the same manner um it seems like Timmy might be a little bit more there he's the cousin or something um and yeah so it just it seems like a tough time it seems like a what did I say her name was Betty um has pretty much given up her whole life to look after her family um they they claim that their parents were not related in any way but there is a strong case that to be made that they were um but like I said there's very little very little information about it um aside from what I was able to find on that documentary um my last note was they remind me of children sweet like like you can like clearly this isn't their fault it's not their fault that they were born it's not and like it, it makes me and, like sad for them but like the whole thing just makes me feel like icky I'm just like e. yeah no and I get it and it's just like it's hard because it's like I feel like people see this and they want to they want to judge I'm just like okay like I understand I just wish I really could get the help people yeah I wish I could get the help the- they need exactly and it's like you don't you know make fun of someone who's special needs because they were born a certain type of way like it's not their fault like their family might have done some shit but I don't know I can't help but feel pretty pretty um pretty sad for them um but also happy that they have a good community and it seems like the people out there in odd West Virginia are looking out for them 
that's nice like, i i do like that i wish they could i just wish they could like um like i wonder like what kind of medical care they get probably like little to none i mean that's the thing though where they're at i don't think most people get a lot of medical care in like that part of like rural west virginia so it's probably not even like to the to the people that are living there it's probably like not even that crazy i'm sure they just have a lot of sympathy for for this family who clearly can't really take care of himself and i should also mention that the interviewer did uh did financially compensate them sort of good this is again where i kind of start rolling my eyes like he brought like yeah it's like he's like doing them but like he's trying to justify it by like yeah and it wasn't like he was giving them cash he was giving them like pizzas and stuff like that so i'm like i don't know totally given them money well here's the thing like he did visit them multiple times and he did make a point to say that they were compensated for their time um so it's unclear if he was just getting them food and like pizzas like on you know every time or if that was maybe the first thing he got them and then they kind of graduated I did see a video just to give credit where credit might be due but I'm not really sure I did see a video of them off on the soft white underbelly and it looks like they're at a grocery store so um maybe maybe like bought them them in other ways yeah Yeah, but I'm just kind of I don't know kind of like yeah, I mean, I think it, it's a tricky spot because um, I think he did a good job as a journalist just kind of, like, reporting everything as accurately as possible. And, you know, I don't think he went out of his way to make the family look bad. I think, you know, I wouldn't be talking about it with such sensitivity if he had. Um, so, yeah, that is the Whitakers of West Virginia. Yeah. Don't go visit them. You'll get a shotgun pulled at you. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be trying to find them. Yeah, so just stay out of Southern Gloucester County in Virginia and maybe odd West Virginia. We'll just table those for some other travelers. Well, so I guess kind of going off that story, um, I have a couple of stories of, I guess, feral children. I don't know, because yeah. this, is, this is what I think of when I think of feral people. I think of literal people like out in the woods, like just living amongst the animals living in the woods doing their thing like they really just aren't with it with people at all and that's like what i think of when i think of feral people because um i don't know that's just what i think of there and most people will think of like when they think of feral kids they think of genie wally um i hope i'm saying her last name right um but i didn't really want to get too into her case because her case to me doesn't feel like what I consider feral children. I mean, what happened to her is like really horrible and terrible. And maybe we can do a whole episode dedicated to it. Um, But she basically had these like super abusive parents that like did not take care of her at all. And they like locked her up in this room, like tied her to like a little uh, toddler, uh, what's it called? Like a toddler porta potty type thing. Mm. And like, like would not talk to her they only talked to her in animal sounds like they would bark at her or growl at her so she only knew how to bark or growl she didn't know how to talk um it was yeah and she lived in this like dilapidated home it was just like the whole situation was like super fucked up like and it was just a case of like like negligence to like some crazy degree um so wasn't there a recent story kind of similar to that with the family it was like a bunch of siblings. I, I don't know. I remember seeing something about it. Oh, I watched a just show about it, a, like a twenty twenty or something, maybe. Uh, if we're thinking of the same thing, the Turpin family. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, where the the parents. Um, I haven't watched the twenty twenty in a minute, but yeah, they had them like locked up and 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole bunch else to it. Yeah, maybe we can do an episode on them because that was really crazy. Yeah, because the kids just mm-hmm. went on 2020 and talked about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the one I wanted to talk about was Oksana Malaya. I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, she was actually raised by dogs. Like, that's what I think of when I think of feral people. Like, she literally hmm. lived with dogs. Um, yeah. And, like, they didn't really know her age. They kind of had to, like, guess her age. So uh, she was found in 1994. Um, she was discovered living amongst wild dogs in Nova, Ukraine. Um, basically, so what happened was she had alcoholic parent, parents that abandoned her, and she crawled into a dog kennel for warmth. And then the dogs like literally raised her and she just like Mm -hmm. became one of the dogs and then just like ran around, barked with them, like ran on all fours, like hunted with them, like everything to the point where when they tried to like capture her, like they had to like, they literally had to capture her from the dogs because she was such a part of, she was such a part of the pack. Um, And then once they like captured, I guess like captured her, I guess, I don't know what word to use, but they like, they got her from the dogs and then they, um put her in a psych ward and she i guess now uh she like speaks she can speak in like you know shorter sentences and stuff um and she has like assimilated somewhat into society but she still has to live in like like i guess what's the word like she still has to be in care and yeah still has like dog like tendencies like they said, like if they give her food, like she'll literally like hide the food and like, you know, feels more comfortable walking on all fours than like walking like like we do, like regular. I don't know. I just think that's like crazy. I'm just like, like what? Yeah. Do, do they ever say how old she I mean, you said that they couldn't tell exactly how old, but do they have an approximation of how old she was when she was found? I want to say I think they, they thought she was like eight. I didn't have it written down, but I feel like I remember it saying, I think, I think they thought she was like eight. Cause, uh, I don't remember how old they said she was now, but I had watched a video of her like a couple years after rehabilitation. Um, and she was like a young adult, like, like 18, 20. And were they like dogs or were they like wolves? Well, they didn't say it says dogs. So I'm assuming dogs, I, I'm assuming like wild dogs. Cause I think there, they have like, like wild dogs that run. Right. Around. That's right. We're in Eastern Europe right now. Yeah. It was, yeah. Ukraine. Prayers. Yeah. But they had like a video uh, of her and she like, like she just gets down on all fours and they had like a translator talking of like her talking to the screen. And she says like, she's like, I just feel more comfortable. Like, like for comfort, I'll like get down on all fours and run around. I mean, I'm sure you would if that's all, if that's how you grew up. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then there was a whole another case of it. I didn't write down all the details um, of this other one because it was, it was super similar, like very similar where, oh, go ahead. Wait, just quick question before we go to the next one. Um, Does it ever, did they ever like describe, like you mentioned she was hunting with them. So was she just like surviving on raw meat for a really long time or? I think she was like. Did they ever go into that? They didn't go into it. I think she was probably, like, just scavenging, like, finding what she could. Mm. I don't know. It was seriously crazy. Like, I encourage you guys, like, look it, look it up and go in detail. Because I just read, like, a short article about it. Um, and was just kind of like, this is crazy. Because this is what I think of when I think of, like, feral people. And the reason why I say this is because, like, I'm, okay. Because I feel like the huge debate here is, is there feral people or not? And I think yes. Like, okay, so if there's her... 
there has to be other people that they haven't found. And that was over, that was over in Ukraine. So like, I feel like there has to be feral people here that we haven't found. Yeah. Like in the mountains. Yes. Especially. And I, ha- I have more evidence. National Park. Oh, yep. Go coming up, coming soon. But I was just going to say there was another case of this. Um, like she wasn't the only one for anyone who's like, oh, that's a one off. There was another uh, kid. His name was, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to butcher his name. Ivan Mish- Mishkov? Mish. I don't know. He was also, I want to say, I think he was in Ukraine or Russia, um, but it was a very similar case. Like was raised by wolves, um, had parents that abandoned him at a young age. Like they found him when he was like childlike age. Like I want to say like seven, eight. Yeah. And same deal was literally raised <laughs> by dogs. What? <coughs> how, how far apart was this? Um, that one was also in the nineties. So I don't know <laughs> what was going together. I'm like, what What was going on in the 90s? Uh, I hope him and her get together, though, <laughs> and have a bunch of dogs. Say Kiki. That would be a happy ending. Yeah. And I hope they're not in Ukraine right now. Yeah. No. Yikes. Mm. Well, leading off of that, yes, I do want to talk about national parks because this is kind of what even makes me think of feral people is like the whole wrong turn vibe of like going to like going out to the parks and like then having like these feral people come out of nowhere and like I don't know that are living in the parks like, like that, eat you and kill you yeah straight up that's what I think of like I don't know why my brain just goes there and to me this is absolutely terrifying like I I feel like everybody has their thing that like that terrifies them like that they're scared of some people are scared of ghosts some people are scared of clowns some people are scared of like I don't even know other stuff to me like someone popping out of like the woodwork that's like has no idea the literal of woodwork that yeah the literal woodwork they have like crawls out from the tree <laughs> <laughs> yes they have no idea of like societal rules norms like they're fully crazed that is so terrifying to me <laughs> like i don't know humans scare me talk about like feral i'm just trying to think about the word itself like isn't feral usually described for isn't that usually a descriptor for an animal that is rabid or are they different I mean I humans can get rabies but I don't know 100% I feel like it's just like someone who like lives outside and like doesn't live by the rules of society I think yeah. I only say that because people used to describe <laughs> it sounds crazy but people used to describe my cats as feral because like they lived outside and they like hmm. yeah they were like kind of did their own thing but like they definitely didn't have rabies or anything and we took them to the vet and stuff but they were like oh but it's because they're outdoor cats I'm like Okay. So, like, is that what feral means? I feel like it has a general implication of violence, but... It could. Those cats were mean. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They were nice. But, yeah, no, I don't know. And then I just think I get... I start to get thinking, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, a human really is, like, an apex predator. Like, if you think about it. Yeah, kind of. If someone really went full-fledged, like, crazy. I don't know. Anyway, so my brain just starts wondering. I disagree, though, because, like, humans, the only thing that we really have over other animals is our brain and our ability to speak. Uh, Yeah, we have our brain. And then... But I don't think... We have, like, little, like... We don't have claws or sharp teeth or, you know, can't run all that fast or can't... You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, with, like, our strategic thinking and, like, 
I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some guys, they get pretty big. It's true. I don't know. If I had I a 300 pound, is- six foot six guy running at me at the wood in the woods, I'd be, I'd be scared. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I just wonder, like, in terms of like logistics, like, because I mean, I just, I'm just assuming that these people probably have a pretty restrictive diet. So I just, Maybe. I couldn't see them getting that big, but Unless I don't know. Unless they're eating people. True. That's a, that's a fair fact. And we just don't know. Anyway, okay. So before I get too crazy off the off the crazy train, <laughs> that makes me think I saw this really funny. I follow this New York account. It's oh my god, what is it called? It it's like something, and they post crazy videos from New York. And this guy was like standing on the subway, and he was like, <laughs> "The crazy train." <laughs> <laughs> He looked, he looks, he looked feral. He looked so scary. If I have it, I'm going to put it in. Uh, I need to edit the YouTube videos, but I am going to put that one in the YouTube video and I'm going to put the sound in the podcast. It's absolutely hilarious. All aboard! Crazy train! Um, but okay. So according to research, well, I guess I should word that better. According to, <laughs> according to David, Pol- Pilatus? Polarius? I don't, I'm going to say his last name wrong. Anyway, he is the guy who, sorry, David. Sorry, David. He, <laughs> okay. And y'all are going to come for me because he basically, he wrote the missing 411 books, which are all about people who go missing in national parks. And all the cases that are listed in here are hundred percent real. Like these are all really bizarre, really weird cases. But in that same breath, people want to discredit him because he may or may not be the director of the Finding Bigfoot um, group. Oh, uh, yeah, that would uh, that would make a difference. So keep that in mind. All right, I'm gonna. No, I'm, I'm putting it out there. So there's that. But I mean, at the end of the day, like these cases are real cases. So that's that. There's that. Um, but well, anyway, yeah, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like he could have exactly. Part of the the Bigfoot Association because he's had all this, you know, exactly. knowledge and stuff about these people, and that makes him believe in it more. Or, right, I don't know. So anyway, he estimates, and this was as of last year, so twenty twenty one, that there are currently sixteen hundred missing people in national parks, and that's a lot. I was like, that's actually like a lot in of United, people. National, so that's just the United States. Yes, that's in the United States. Oh my god! Don't go to national parks, y'all. Yeah, and pretty much, like, so the National Park Service, like, because he's gone to the National Park Service before and asked them a ton of questions about this, and they, like, basically said they don't have the funds to, like, go, if they put a ton of effort into all of these people that go missing, like, it would be too much money. So, they basically say that, like, they're not going to go searching for everybody. And you know what makes me suspicious too is like if they're, if the authorities, the authorities that, um, that monitor national parks are called park rangers, mm-hmm. but they're technically officers of the federal government. So if you get in trouble at a federal park doing something you're not supposed to be doing, that's a federal charge. So it almost makes me think like, does it go all the way to the top? Like, are these people looking in because they don't have the money to look into it? Or are they looking in, or are they not looking into it because they know there's something going down? Well, and that's what's so bizarre. So, okay. So, also, 
really quick i did uh, when i went into this i did like a deep like a what do they call it a deep dive no what happens i went down a rabbit hole sorry guys mm. i am so burned out this week my brain's okay. not working Me too we're both <laughs> yeah we're doing but anyway best. I went down a rabbit hole because then I was like oh my god I'm so like intrigued about missing people what parks have the most missing people anyway so Grand Canyon uh has the most missing people to me that kind of makes sense kind of makes sense because yeah. I'm like what if you like fell off the canyon you know like who's yeah. gonna find you and then the next was Yellowstone kind of sketch a little bit but it's like mountainous so kind of makes sense yeah, accidents happen and then again that led me down a rabbit hole which I told you about this but like so then it was telling me the state that has the most missing people per pop like based on the population and it was alaska and i was just like that's really weird it was just kind of came out of nowhere like so for reference uh, alaska has i think it, hang on i have the numbers written down somewhere it was like 41 missing people per 100,000 and then to compare that to something california has like five missing people per 100,000 wow yeah so I'm getting 30 I, days of dark vibes or 30 days of night. Like mm-hmm. what's happening up there? That's Are there vampires? Yeah. I don't know. I think this is just like speculation, but I, and I could be totally wrong about this, but it kind of makes sense to me why there's so many in Alaska, just because, you know, if you listen to pretty much any like true crime podcast or watch any true crime stuff that covers anything to do with missing people, um, especially like indigenous missing people because like Alaska has a really high concentration I think they're the Inuit tribe I could be wrong but um there's probably a bunch in Alaska I don't I don't really know but I know they have a very high they they have a lot of Native Americans in that area and um historically the police typically don't look as hard for them so I wonder if that has something to do with it it could be but yeah I just was also just like a terrible terrain like it's like a you know it's like yeah crazy no I was just like land. I just thought that was weird I was just like okay that's weird yeah what type of people move to Alaska people I only go missing one, my, my <laughs> uncle moved to Alaska once that was it well did he go missing no he was finding work to work at a I think a ski resort or something like that I don't even know now he's doing it in Colorado well, yeah, so there was that. Um, anyway, back to the missing 411. So, yeah, yes. missing 411 is basically they talk about people who go missing in national parks. And to qualify for a missing 411 case, there has to be really weird circumstances. Like it can't be a homicide, it can't be a suicide. Um, so, for the circumstances of these, they have to be in a national park, in a large rural area. Um, a lot of them occur around boulder fields. Um, these can happen to people of all different, different intellects. So, um, people who are super duper smart people all the way to people who are uh, mentally handicapped, um, all people of physicalities, I guess, is that the way you word it? So people who are like really great at hiking to people who are newbies at hiking. Um, a lot of these come with memory loss. Um, and a lot of them are surrounded by like weather events. So either it's during the search, there's like a weather event or like when the person goes missing, there's a weather event. And what's weird is that when these people go missing, they're usually with a group of people. Like they're usually Hmm. traveling with a group of people. And then maybe the person, like they'll turn their heads and then they look back, person's gone. 
which I think that that's absolutely terrifying to me because you think you wouldn't oh, go yeah. missing if you're like a, a group of people. A lot of them, the de- cause of death is like undetermined. So a lot of these bodies, like if, okay, so if it's a missing person, they'll either show up with a memory loss, but if they you end up turn up dead, dead, like most people can't really tell what it's from. Like there's no like uh, trauma or anything. Like it'll literally just be like a body and then like they don't really know what to say. So they're just like, okay, exposure, even though there's no signs of exposure. Is this like, um, and you can cut this if you're going to talk about it later, but um, this is giving me like that family in California that like went, did you hear that story? Oh, where they like went hiking and then like all of them were dead, they, including like, the dogs. All of them were dead, including the dog. And they basically chalked it up to some type of like algae, but like it just didn't really make any sense. Yeah. It also gives me the, um, uh, what is it called? Diablo, Diablo something? Uh, the uh the russian um pass or whatever where like all those people were like found and like their like tent was all the way there or something like that and like some of them had clothes on some of them didn't they were like all yeah oh and that's another thing too so a lot of times these people will show up like with their clothes like inside out or like just really weird things like just bizarre or like the one that scares me the most is that a lot of these people will turn up in places like so uh, they're missing people so people will go on the searches and like they'll search the places a bunch of times and then the body will turn up after they've already searched the place like a bunch of times in like a spot that they've already searched and like maybe if a person turns up dead like if they've been missing for weeks like the person will have just died a day before they're found and that gives me wrong turn vibes. I'm thinking my mind goes straight to aliens. Well, and then, yeah, that's so the missing 411 documentaries, they kind of leave it open to interpretation. It could be feral people. It could be aliens. And then there is a section that points to Sasquatches as well. Um, Sasquatch Eye. Sasquatch Eye. I do want to talk about two cases and then we can get into some, some theories. Um, yeah. Because there's even more. There's more than the Sasquatch Eye as well. <laughs> uh, so one really weird one that stood out to me, and there's two documentaries. So if you guys want to watch them, there's Missing 411 and then there's Missing 411 Hunted. I want to say, I think they're both on Hulu or Amazon Prime. They're really cool. So one of them that's in the Missing 411 is Jared Adadero, I think I'm saying, I'm saying his last name right. He was a three-year-old. Um, so I'm going to keep it kind of brief because, I mean, you guys can watch The Missing 411. But so he was traveling with his family and it was like his, I want to say, I think his siblings and his dad because his dad was part of this like Christian singles group that like goes on trips red flag number one yeah the whole thing was really kind of bizarre when they were setting the scene i was like okay this is weird but anyway so i guess some of the other christian singles were taking the kids to a fish hatchery and they wanted to take uh the three-year-old and the dad was like okay weird but like you know maybe he'll like it cool you can take the kid so they acted like they were going to the fish hatchery but they ended up going on this 11 mile hike with a three-year-old which weird i don't know why they would take the three-year-old but they take the three-year-old and they get like a mile and a half into the hike and i guess jared runs like in front of the group and like loses them and he can't they can't find him and he parts ways with them he ends up finding two fishermen and tries to ask them where the campsite is they point him in the right direction he takes off and then they never see jared again like he's gone he's a three-year-old you want to just take him back to where he needs to get to 
I don't under this whole thing is like kind of annoying because the first one I heard it, I was like okay this is like annoying because he's three like why would you first of all why would you even take him on a hike why would you let him run in front of you all the things are like frustrating what are um, the fishermen doing literally so anyway I guess the Christian singles went back to Jared's dad told him well they searched for an hour couldn't find him went back to Jared's dad told him he was missing Jared's dad freaks out goes searching for him long story short they go on this crazy search for him like hundreds of people are searching for this kid literally nothing turns up um there was even a helicopter search the helicopter crashed okay there was this crazy tornado hurricane weather event so Mm. weather event um and that this happened in i want to say 1999 in 2003 yeah because it was four years later um two hikers were hiking this mountain um oh shoot i should looked up how far away it was from i think it, i want to say i think it was like two or three miles away from the campsite that they were staying at they were yeah, on this, yeah they were on this mountain and they said they go on the mountain like a lot and they were actually weirdly talking about the Jared Adadero case, like, you know, saying, what do we think happened to him? Like, you know, will he ever turn up? Did he maybe, you know, drown somewhere? Did an animal take him? And they stumble upon a shoe and then eventually stumble upon more clothing. And then they eventually find his remains. And mind you, they were hiking like, what was it? 9,000 feet up. It was high. Like it was like a high up mountain. Mm-hmm. um so anyway police come all that good stuff like they check it in whatever they confirm that it's his remains um but no one can really figure out how his remains got nine thousand feet up the best theory that they have is that it was maybe a mountain lion but there's no blood on any of his clothing no and, like scratches or anything no and all of his clothing was inside out was he found clothed I know you said he was found, like, his articles of clothing were kind of found. That's a good question. I know the shirt was found separate. I don't know if the pants were. Mm. But they did say that, like, um, I did say the pants were inside out. Which would make sense if he was, like, freezing to death. Right? He was three. Yeah, but if you freeze to death, you get really hot and you start taking all your clothes off. You think he knew how to, like... I don't, know. I don't think it's a no thing. I think it's an like because if you take your clothes off, you're gonna freeze to death quicker. So like it's technically I'm pretty sure it happened in your the body. summer though. Hang on. Oh okay. I still have it up. Yeah, I'm sure they've ruled that out. Because <laughs> um, I mean that's just the first place my brain goes. No, it was October, so I guess you could be right. And where was this? Uh, Colorado. Okay. I'm sure they've ruled it out though. I'm sure it wouldn't make it on its way to that report if there weren't other extenuating circumstances i mean it could be but i mean they seem to think it was a mountain lion but the whole thing was just like really weird because they were like there's no way he could have gotten that high it was really high up yeah like they were just like there's no way like even the search and rescue team couldn't get up there oh damn yeah but the hikers just got up there because they were like mountain climbers that's crazy yeah and mind you the mountain climbers said they had climbed that area like a bunch of times uh, oh so they had like visited that spot and not seen the body before exactly or did the shoes they in- do they indicate how long he was dead for four years oh he was dead for four years okay. yeah so it was kind of hard to determine like i know it was 
missing for four years, but. Oh, well, I think by then it was like too hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, it didn't seem like it was anything recent or at least they didn't put it in any of the articles I could find. Okay. I don't know, but I just thought that was freaking weird. I was like, I don't know. It was giving me Hills Have Eyes, taking people up in the mountains vibes. Because I, I feel like know. if it was I, a mountain lion, it would there would have been blood on his clothes. I either get alien or serial killer vibes. Because if it was a feral person, they would have eaten him or something, right? I don't think they found all of them. You don't think they found all of them? No, they said they found like I did, uh, hang on. I think they found. Oh. I think they found a piece of his skull and then a tooth. <laughs> oh, that's all they found. A tooth, a skull fragment. There was something else too. I thought, but yeah, no, it was not all the clothing, of them. Yeah, because yeah, I remembered it saying it wasn't all of him, which was weird. Yeah, and I mean, then I it says it make- there was no mountain lion hairs, no blood, nothing on the articles of clothing. I don't know. I think it's weird. I mean, yeah, I, guess, I think it's weird too. Yes, you could say aliens. And then the other one I wanted to talk about was Thomas Missick. I think I'm saying his last name right. Um, and he was in the other documentary, Missing 411, The Hunted. This one is just weird, like just straight up weird. I feel like you're going to say aliens. <laughs> I can already feel it. So Listen, he, I'm terrified of aliens and you can literally blame them on anything. So well, this one's going to terrify you then because this one terrified me of like feral people. Like I think it's feral people. So he was a hunter. Um, he's 82 years old. Um, I think it said he was military because he ended up he ended up losing an eye. Um, so he only had one eye and he was active. Like he knew how to hunt was really comfortable with his gun. He went out hunting with a group of guys. So basically there was like three guys that were, I don't know how hunting works, but there was like three guys who were watching or like corralling the deer, I guess. And then there was three guys who were like hunting. So he was one of the guys that was like watching or like corralling the deers or whatever. So he was just kind of like posted up, like, but like kind of by himself. Like he was far enough away from people that like they couldn't really see him in eyesight, but like he was one of the people just watching. Anyway, he's probably wearing like camo and stuff too for the sun. Yes, had camo, but like also had like that bright, uh, the orange or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And had his gun, had snacks on him, um, had a walkie talkie. I'm trying to think of all the things he had. I think he had a phone, I want to say. Um, but anyway, he had like all his regular stuff on him. Anyway, so all the guys hunt or whatever and they call, they come on the walkie talkie and say, like, hey, we're done hunting. Come on. Doesn't come. And, they're like okay what the heck is going on they fire off a couple shots because i guess normally if you fire off a couple shots that means like hey come on we're leaving and nothing so then they go looking for him this dude is gone like nobody no gun no candy wrappers from the food he brought nothing and they do like this is that like 80 year old guy or whatever yes older guy yes the 80 guy 80 year old guy and they like start conducting this like huge search like with hundreds and hundreds of people like mind you they're literally like scouring the ground and like looking in rivers and stuff and lakes and to this day has never been found oh none of his remains or anything nothing not even the walkie-talkie so tell me more about the Sasquatch theory because I just I don't I, I'm 
I'm curious as to how people still believe in that. I just, I, I don't. I'm not well, saying I don't want to believe in it, but it just does. I feel like they would have found one by now. Interesting you say that because that was actually kind of where I was going next. So yeah, people, so, okay. After all these cases, and mind you, if you guys go and watch the documentaries, there's like way more. I only picked out the two that, not to say I found the most interesting, but I found the most compelling for feral people. <laughs> um, but so they think, you know, feral people, Sasquatches, aliens. Um, what was the other one? Oh, paranormal was the other one that came up a lot. Like people tend to think of the paranormal more than feral people. I was like, you've lost your mind, but I see Wendigos a lot, which I guess Wendigos are like an evil spirit that like take over people and then make you crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I think they, they're like the skinwalkers or whatever. I, th- I don't believe in that. No, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to blame it on feral people because it just like make it make sense to me like I feel like feral people is way more believable than any of it any of the other ones see but like what we were talking about earlier like these the people those kids that were found feral they're literally like raised by other animals and stuff like that and they were young too so they didn't make it to being adults to actually be able to thrive and like have the like physical ability to like snatch people up and do whatever to them like I feel like you would need to be like around people to like gain these skills I don't know I I don't know I think they could be full-fledged feral like have you seen dogs get mad at each other like yeah I mean what if a human just did that what if they just like you know how like dogs like stalk each other what if a person just did that to another person like they just like stalked him out and then just lunged and attacked but new to like cover their tracks see I just don't I guess that's where I'm running into that that's the hard part for me like I just don't see how these people well people are would smart. have an well kind of but if you're totally separated from society if you're truly feral if you if you've been you know raised in the forest or whatever like you wouldn't know how to cover up your track so that the police couldn't find things. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't know about the outside world. You wouldn't know about DNA and you wouldn't know about like all of this stuff. Well, not DNA, but they might like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like, what if they saw, I don't know. Ghost is smart. He sees like some stuff and then starts getting real sneaky. What if like, I don't know, a human saw a dog attack a something and then get shot or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking real outside the box here, but like, because I'm just thinking that people do, they are smarter. So like, they probably do pick up on things. They're probably like, oh crap, probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just struggling because it's like, yes, I think human beings are like intellectually smarter, but I still think animals tend to have better like senses but if you're raised around animals then maybe you would cultivate a part of your brain that we don't really use anymore well that's what i'm saying who knows i don't know i don't i I wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust a feral person if i saw them i feel like the moral of the story is don't go to national parks don't go hiking don't go outside (laughs) don't leave your house oh and what i was gonna say for the sasquatch people is that (laughs) the sasquatch people um they had a video in missing 411 i think it's the hunted one the other one um of sasquatch sounds 
which sounds what what does a sasquatch sound like it sounds crazy but it's like okay so there were these guys i forget what they were i don't remember what they were doing in the mountains i honestly don't remember i watched this documentary a minute ago um just broke back in it (laughs) but like they had a reason for being in the mountains and it was like a normal reason anyway but they were like in the mountains and they started hearing these sounds in the middle of the night but like they weren't normal animal sounds like they were like i'm gonna insert them if i can find them they're absolutely terrifying i think they're feral people because they're even like a um a linguist or like a um an analyst i don't know what it's called anyway someone who analyzes sounds they said that they have have no idea what it is like they can't attach it to any animal or human and they're like they they don't know what it is that's why i think it's an alien (sighs) okay so here's my thing i believe in aliens but i don't think they want anything to do with us like what would they want to do with us I mean, there's not a lot of Goldilocks planets out there in the galaxy. That you know of. I mean, who knows? But, like, I don't know, like, resources to, like, learn more about us. There's been so many weird UFO sightings and stuff like that that go way beyond our comprehension of modern technology. It would make more sense to me that an extra, like, someone that came from a different planet that had a more, uh, more, like, a evolved like that were like more evolved in some type of way like cognitively like that makes more sense to me than feral people because if you were smarter then that's how you kind of get away with it for longer you know I to me I truly don't know what a smarter race would want with one of us that makes no sense to me because what I mean if they're truly a smarter race when they already know what they want to know what would they want with what would okay be honest what would they want with old man jenkins out in the woods hunting deer maybe they wanted you said he was in the army maybe they wanted some of his information some of his intel i think he was i honestly don't remember i'm gonna be honest that part i don't remember i think he was because i'm pretty sure they said something like blew up and that's why he maybe they wanted to learn how the average person hunts i just don't know I think they. I, I don't think know why they, it's so hard to get behind aliens, but you're fine with Sasquatch and, and no, 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 feral I people. I don't believe in Sasquatches, honestly. Okay. I think we would have found them by now. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not anti. Like, I think maybe we could find like a crazy looking animal one day. Like, I'm not. I think there's crazy animals everywhere, but like, do I think there's like a whole race of Sasquatches hiding out? No. I think there's like parts of the like missing link that like could still potentially be found like between like humans and apes and stuff but that's what i mean like is there something out there i don't think they're still out there like i think that they've been that they existed at one point in time but i don't know i don't think there's like a whole breed hiding out there no it'd it'd be really hard to hard to miss i would think i would think everything just seems like it's so surveilled nowadays like i don't allegedly allegedly yet people still go missing yeah the number alone is crazy 
Well, yeah, that was kind of what I had on the feral people. Oh my god, and then this was the other part. Wait, okay, I just turned the page and I found another fact. Um, So, people would have their shoes missing when they were found, but their feet would be clean. Explain it. Explain it. Aliens. No, I think it's feral people keeping them and then they take their shoes. Why would they clean their feet? No, I think they just keep, like, I think they keep them with their shoes on. And then before they, they, like, when they ditch them, they're like, I want their shoes. And then there's, like, feral people running around the, the woods with, like, Yeezys. <laughs> but then why would they take a three-year-old? I, okay. I don't know. Why are they living in the woods? I don't know. But there are a lot of people missing. It's like not just the three-year-old. There's a lot of weird ones. But it was the fact that he was like 9,000 feet up that had me with no uh, Lion Mountain DNA that had me real creeped out. Yeah, because that would be trying to think like no real force of nature would propel you up that way, I wouldn't think. And if it was an animal, you would see something. I mean, I guess you could say maybe a hawk, but, like, then there would be, like, talent marks. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I just, with with the lack of body that they found, because they only, you said they found a skull fragment and a tooth, right? Yeah, and then I feel like there was something else they found, but I'm scrolling through the article and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I'm like, could he still be alive? Like, if it's a skull fragment and a tooth. I guess, how would you get a skull fragment out and still be alive, but. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah, well, I'm never going hiking yeah, with you Yeah, look, ever his again. shoes that were found on the mountain, as told by investigators, do not look like they were in the wilderness for three and a half years. Oh, so his shoes were found. Yeah. Well, damn. So there you have it. There you have it. Yeah, feral people. We have, we have it a lot. We covered feral people, <coughs> incest, aliens, <laughs> Sasquatch. We covered it all. Actually, wait, let me look at the polls real quick and see what the guys think about. Um, yeah, and we can do a deep dive. If anybody wants a deep dive episode on Sasquatch, because there is a documentary called Sasquatch. Oh, we should definitely do an episode on the documentary Sasquatch. That is absolutely crazy. That'd be fun. We could just do like a little like a like, movie review. We could watch it together and then just yeah, do yeah. a recap right after. Like, I think that'd be our fun. Head. Um, let me see what everybody thinks about the feral people or the not the feral people. So most people don't believe in Bigfoot. A hundred percent of people believe in aliens. And I'm telling you, most people don't believe in Wendigos. I didn't say I don't believe in aliens. I just. I don't think they want anything with us. Let me see. I want to Wendigos. I want to know more. Apparently, it's like a um, a spirit in this area. Mm, it's a Native American uh, spirit. Yeah, this is what I thought it was. Um, it part. Great Plains of the United States, East Forest of Canada, um, Great Lakes area, um, group uh, speakers of the Algonquin family languages. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics 
which possesses human beings, the Windico is known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger and the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as the propensity to commit murder in those at, that fall under its influences. So it's a giant humanoid. I don't believe in it. Yeah. I, feel I don't like, know. I feel like it's like Krampus. Maybe. So you don't really believe in that supernatural stuff at all? No. Where are you? Where do you stand on ghosts? No. Really? Spirits? No. I think it's like fun. Like I think people like to believe in it because they don't want to think we like die and like everything is black. <laughs> You've never had like a moment where you're just like, what the fuck? Like this is not normal. Actually, no. Like, this is not human behavior. Okay. I feel like everything can be explained. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of somewhere like in the middle. Like, I would have to see one to really believe in one, but... That's how I am. Like, I feel like everything has been either Photoshop or just, like, a weird coincidence. Like, actually a weird coincidence. Or, like, I don't know. I think a lot of people, like, hype themselves up and then get, like, spooked. True. Yeah, like, I could definitely see that being a thing. I just feel like... I'm trying to think of, like, a specific time or a specific instance that I can reference. I don't know. I've definitely, I just feel like there's not, we, there's no way to know what happens after we die. And I just, I feel like, and maybe it's just my own imagination, but I definitely feel like I've been like visited before. Okay. Not like by like anyone like strange, like not like a, like a haunting and like, you know, whatever, but like I can like feel She's like. She's being haunted. <laughs> No, like, I feel like, like sometimes I have felt like I'm, fe- like, maybe I'm feeling the presence of someone, usually a relative that's, you know, passed on. I don't know. Maybe it's, it could totally be all in my head. I believe in aliens a lot stronger than I believe in ghosts, but. I love that for you. I, I don't know. I wish I believed in all of it. I just... I don't know. Aliens, I... You were one of those girls in, like, fourth grade that went around telling everyone Santa wasn't real, huh? (laughs) No, I actually believed in Santa for a long time. (laughs) No, I'm all about having fun. I just... When one time... I actually used to be such a scaredy cat when I was little, but then one time my mom told me, she said, being scared of stuff is, like, the same as if I told you I was scared of a green dog. And then that, like... I don't know. It just made sense to me. And I was like, oh, people being scared of stuff is just kind of, like doesn't really make any sense because it's not real that's a good way to put it and then i was like i love that oh and then it all just clicked for me and i was like oh well (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah and i guess you could also make the argument that like when you blame things on like supernatural stuff you're kind of like dismissing the possibility of the fact that you could just be letting someone get away with a crime exactly because it's easier to think that I think humans are the real scary thing. Humans are the real monsters. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that's our episode on the feral people and everything else. I guess we kind of just like drifted. The girls are having a week. (laughs) We're having a week. And I really thought these folks were more feral than... I thought I didn't think I was gonna, you know. Yeah. So in conclusion, we have no real evidence <laughs> against feral people or for feral people, but we just like we just talked about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they very well could be out there. 
They could be. They could not be. (laughs) And there's definitely, if there's not feral people, then there's definitely geographically isolated people that have their own little things going on. There are those. Yeah. Um, So yeah, if you want us to elaborate on any of these topics, just send us a message. Um, We are going to do more of these like get spooky episodes and just kind of like deep dive. Like, rate, subscribe. All that good stuff. We have more uh, Get Messy episodes coming soon. Some guests, some fun topics. Uh, send whatever you want to hear about our way. And yeah, follow us at Get Messy Pod or Podcast on... Look, I can't even talk today. I'm, <laughs> I'm so dead. I'm right there with you. Get Messy Podcast on Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, my stuff is Liv Doomer, L-I-V-D-U-M-E-R on YouTube and Instagram. Max, go ahead and plug yourself. At... Uh- MXLNDN. You can actually find me on Twitter. Just, oh, yeah, I saw you just on Twitter. Up for that one. <laughs> it's literally just for me when I get a little bit drunk and want to ramble about something. Love so that. don't expect anything deep on there. Um, but I think it's like it's the same thing. I think it's like MXLNDN official. Oh, official. Official. Oh, shit. Official. Yeah. Well, I think that name was already taken. So I, I had to throw an official on there. All right. Well, that's it for this episode and we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Bye.